Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you watch that HBO Max uh, Friends reunion, you it's unbelievable now as I look back to it. First of all, kind of how hokey the whole thing was. And uh, two, it's disgusting that they got paid as much as they did for doing absolutely nothing. No, no, no wonder they didn't want to have to follow a script or actually put in any effort. It's like hardly any acting involved with that, right? Well, they just sat around and talked. Yeah. It's like getting together with your buddies and having a few beers and gabbing and but getting $2.5 million each. 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 Wow. They all got $2.5 million for gathering. And I'm sure the reason it took 17 years for this reunion to happen was they probably just kept saying, more money. Yeah. More money. But aren't they, and they're already getting tons from residuals, aren't they? 20 million a year each. Are you serious? Yeah. For the last 17 years, 20 million a year each. And it took two and a half million just to get them to sit down and talk about it? Now, and it's amazing how it's changed from when the show first started. When season one rolled out, they were making $22,500 each per episode. Right. 24 episodes. They all walked away that first season with five hundred and forty grand. Pretty good when you're an up-and-coming nobody actor. Very good, right? yeah. Because um, that's what they did. They kind of went to get a bunch of you know unrecognizable yeah. actors to do it, right? Season two, they were making uh, anywhere between 22, 5, and 40. It is said that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston were making the most. So while the rest of the cast was making 22, 5, they were making 40 in season two. Right. After that, they negotiated as a team, and moving forward from, uh, from there on, every new season... They all got paid the same more and more and more until season nine and ten where they were making a million bucks each an episode. Wow. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad work and retirement. But it also shows, and I can understand why there is some uh, some anger, some uh, resentment on the Seinfeld cast. Because as much as Jerry was the star and Larry David and him did all the work producing and writing... The rest of that cast carried it. Jerry was not the funniest part of that show. The show doesn't happen without Kramer and George no. and Elaine. And he's hosed all of them. Like, he really, like, the residuals on him, it is said, like, $90 million a year he yeah. still makes off that show. And they don't, I mean, I'm sure they get a taste, but it's nowhere near. Peanuts by yeah. comparison. Yeah. 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 And, and the fact that uh, the Friends cast at least, you know, loyal to each other and that they realized the show was nothing without each other. And so they're all taking twenty million a piece. Imagine that. Was it, it was eight years that show was on? Eight, nine ten, years? Ten. Ten years. Yeah. You know, work for ten years mm-hmm. and then no one in your family ever has to work yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> even even if at the end of season ten, final episode, you never saw another dime, you're still up like you were making twenty four million a season. Yeah. Those last two years, that's close to fifty million dollars. You should have been out there. Uh-huh. Done. Invested properly, you're fine. Yeah, true. Except you hit the lottery every year. <laughs> right. Every single year, <laughs> your lottery ticket comes up. I think we can all agree that at one time, dinosaurs roamed this earth. Yes, that, that I think that we're all yes. on the same page with that. Right. Well, yesterday was International Dinosaur Day. And it has been found out that uh, adults know very little about dinosaurs, and even though, you know, most of us, I probably loved them as a kid or thought they were pretty cool. I like the Flintstones. Yeah. Well, this is crazy. Uh, Close to half of people asked said they think it's possible 
dinosaurs still exist in some remote corner of the world. I think there'd be photos. Right. I think there'd be evidence that well, T-Rex isn't small. No. I, well, and, and it depends, right? Because, you know, you look at some turtles, you think, boy, that's a, you know, a reptile. So, mm. oh, that's like a dinosaur, those things, how long they live. Right. Uh, you know, not millions of years. There's that whole Loch Ness thing, and I think that could have been a, right. uh, some kind of dinosaur. Does it hide in some cave deep down in the lock? Mm. But I don't, I don't know. No, I'm, it I'm, seems a bit I'm, strange. I'm pretty sure that there aren't. Yeah, yeah, sure, turtles and all that. They, I guess, they are a, an offshoot of the uh, of the uh, dinosaur, right? But yeah, yeah, I don't think you're going to find like a Jurassic Park. No, no. Again, I, I think there would be photos. And and I got to tell you, like you know, going through with the kids and learning about them, uh, they've changed some of the names. Like I don't think the Brontosaurus is a name anymore. Oh, really? And I don't remember learning about an Apatosaurus. When I was younger, uh, but uh, like the dinosaurs that I learned about, so don't, don't seem to be the ones that they're learning about now. They're extinct now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know that I could outside of a T Rex. I, I, you know, you just rhymed off those two. The Triceratops. Yeah, I don't remember any of them. The crazy head, and then there was the Stegosaurus that had the plates along the back. Look at you. Uh huh. Huh. One in five adults think uh, dinosaurs were still roaming the earth in large numbers a hundred years ago. Wow. Again, I think there'd be photos if there was large numbers of them. But fossil records put it more like 65 million years ago. Uh-huh. But I thought, wasn't earth, didn't God develop all of this like 10,000 years ago? How did how did that work then? Can, can someone explain that so to The me? book is sketchy and... It's very sketchy. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's light on the details of uh-huh. that. I think we get a little confused in that department. Um, more than half think that the uh, dinosaurs uh, lived in uh, mostly Africa, but their bones have been found all over the world. Right. Well, then they, the belief was it was all one big continent at that point, right? Mm, right. You know, it's it's interesting that we have all this technology, all this available information, and yet I think people were smarter a hundred years ago when the dinosaurs were all roaming the earth. <laughs> then we we have, for whatever reason, maybe it's too much information, too much information overload. I don't know what it is. Definitely, it's too much information. But if there are people who still believe there's dinosaurs roaming the earth, or there's people who believe that the earth is flat. If there's people who believe COVID was made up, it just seems like we are so... It's not only that there's too much information, because there's, there is. There's, there's way too much information, mm. good and bad, right? Mm. And people just can throw anything out there. But because there's so much information and it's so readily available to us, we've become so bloody lazy mm. that we don't... We, like, we feel we don't need to learn anything anymore. Mm. We pride right? ourselves in stupidity. Yeah. Oh, and some people, oh, I don't know that. And Before I was born. Happy not to know things. Yeah. And you've got a device in your hand that can tell you what you need to know the second you do. Yeah. And so, with that, we, we've stopped, like, caring to learn. Instead, it's just like, ah, you know what, I'll just figure it out. Or I'll ask, ask Siri to tell me. You know, I, I find it interesting online when I see on social media somebody posting a position, be it political or COVID or, or whatever it is. 
And then somebody else will say, well, tell me where you got that information. And then they go, well, do the research yourself. Yeah, I've done the research. <laughs> and then sometimes when they share it, it's like the most obscure, bizarre place. So, oh, yeah. So I see. So MSN.com, you don't trust, but you believe Joe's world. Because <laughs> yeah. Joe knows. <laughs> well, we start off the day uh, applauding my pally lucky. If you've been following the uh, saga of Karen, like his neighbor. Yes. They went to another, another uh, level of annoying yesterday. Yeah. the uh, it's For the most part, it's been noise that has been the major complaint that I've had. And, and it's just, you know, th- this is the... You know the backyard that backs right on mm. uh, to ours. And, you know we're in a, uh, you know, despite the moat in the uh, the large wall and gates that I have uh, set up. And you think living up on top of that hill, right? You know, but uh, but yet yet, and maybe that's a testament to how loud it actually is. Uh, that you could just hear all the time, and and it just they don't keep any regular hours mm. whatsoever in, in in that family. Uh, it just it, it, at all hours of the the morning, noon, night, any any time, just constantly there going. Just be, there's just a, there's just chaos right. going on, and sometimes it's not even just in the backyard. It's just in the house, and the windows are open. You can just hear screaming coming from the house. And there's what, how many of them in there? Like, I haven't really a few uh, kids. There's a few kids. Husband uh, and wife. A couple of uh, quote unquote adults. Um, <laughs> a dog, right? <laughs> yeah, you got a dog. Uh, as well. two, a couple of dogs. A couple of dogs. Well, I haven't seen one of them in a little while. Uh, and 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 it just seems like there's a lot of people just float in and out of this mm. time, thing all the time, and it, it, it's it, it's been severely annoying. But at the same time, during the day, you have to let things go. I understand that my schedule and napping in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> is it normal. Is is not necessarily uh, you know a request sure. I can make for quiet at yeah. two in the afternoon. Yeah. But you know, at, at two in the morning when you know full on. You know, conversations, parties. They're just out there gabbing, middle of the night. Just gabbing. Tuesday. And and sometimes, and and, and that's where I've kind of found fault. I haven't done anything about it for so long except stew. Yeah, this has been ongoing for probably two years now. Yeah, and and passive-aggressive stewing going on. You're a patient man. Because for the most part, it's just been someone talking on their phone. But just talking uh, at... Two in the morning is still <laughs> still loud. Yeah. Right? Like it's funny. I, I thought about it this morning as I left for the house. I I go out and walk the dog, you know, quickly just take him out on the front lawn to, to have a pee at four o'clock in the morning. And I usually have on, you know, the radio to listen to for some news updates because that's what the first thing I have to do when I'm in here is write the newscast. Um and when I listen to it, like I actually had my phone, I have it almost at my ear. Mm. Right, so I can hear it, mm-hmm. uh, and and if I move it away, like to my waist, I can't hear what's going on. Mm. But for some reason, from like their back deck, I can hear what's happening through their phone in my house. Wow! And wow! It, you know, and so you the, can hear the other person, yeah, through the window open. Wow. Right, I can't always make out the conversation, but I can tell what's going on. So she's got it on so speaker, it's, just, and it's, it's cranked. That's it's cranked all the time, and it's so he. 
although it's just a phone conversation, sure. you know, you're not only hearing one side of it, you're hearing like it's like Charlie Brown's teacher going on behind it. And it's just extremely rude. I find it annoying. Even, I find it even annoying when someone's talking on their phone, like in a, in a grocery store or at a mall, like you're walking by somebody with yeah. your cart and they're talking loudly on their well, phone. Imagine that at one thirty yeah, in the morning. Constantly. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how you've put up with it. And well, and, and, and part of me is just because I, I don't want to yell mm. out because me yelling outside my window is doing exactly the same thing that, that they're doing, mm. you know, at, at, at some I points. I but I, yeah, and I don't think you can approach it like that, but in the calm of day is when you have to. If you right. see them, you have to say, oh, by the way, can I bring something up? Problem is, there is no such thing as calm of day right. it, it, with that. It's always chaos. chaos going on. And so finally, you know, last night, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, some new lighting that they put up because <laughs> they want to, I don't know, you know, spotlight the, the, the chaos that's going on. And uh, and so as we were turning the lights out to go to bed, uh, and this was late, too, uh, that we kind of realized after we you know, just kind of sitting and reading on our phones, I turned off the light and uh, they had put like LED lights <laughs> Like all around the the backyard, and it was just like it looked like a Kiss concert was happening <laughs> right outside my window, lit up like Maple Leaf Gardens. Well, yeah, and my and like inside my the entire ceiling of my bedroom, even like through the blinds, mm. was all just lit right up. And so finally, I, I I just had to go out back and just you know, and this was what like eleven thirty. There's a barbecue happening. Come on, oh yeah. And uh, and a whole bunch of people, like all family, like a whole bunch of them were outside. But wow. there's like young children that are be up, you know, on the trampoline at eleven o'clock Don't at they night. Have school? You think? you think? Well, not going to school. No, but they should. They should have virtual. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and finally, I just said, listen, I you know, if, if could you please just mm. turn those lights off? And I think you know they were fine about it, they were, right. which was great. Was she out there? Was Karen a part of it? I didn't hear. Uh, her so much on Maybe and off. Maybe she left. Maybe they were having a celebration. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was crazy. I just went. Oh, you know what? Like, the, and, and and you know what? The great thing is, and they were cool about it, which makes me think, boy, I should have done this a long time ago. Oh yeah. But at the same time, I I you know I went to bed just smile on my face, feeling so proud that oh, I good finally. For you. Hopefully. Stood some ground, and because I've been, that's me, passive aggressive. Mm. I'll I'll just be mumbling. Yeah. Uh, myself until we go postal. Nobody wants any kind of uh, situation with a neighbor. It's always uncomfortable. You know, it, it, you don't. You never want to have to have any kind of debate or discussion on anything. We've got this guy who's still working on the Taj Mahal of decks in my backyard, and I had to have a discussion with him yesterday about look, time wise, this has to be completed by such and such because it's enough already. Yeah. But nobody likes to have those conversations. Nobody right. likes to be the heavy and all of that. You know. Well, and. And I don't know about you, but I think this is probably indicative of most people now. Because as we've seen all the moving happening with the housing market going just ballistic Mm -hmm. in the last few years, I don't know most of the people in my neighborhood anymore. And I haven't gotten to know any of them. I don't care to know. Mm. know, and, And I think... You know, for for all of the uh, you know the Zoom calls and Facebook friends and social media friends that you have, you know, there's no real neighborhood feel anymore. At no. least not in my neighborhood. And and 
you know, if you're if you're on a court, maybe it's a bit different with the people that are you know sharing that court in front with mm. you. Uh, but at the same time, especially the people behind you, you tend not to even figure out who they are unless you need something done, like a fence. I think it's an age thing. Like certainly in my, in my neighborhood, it's mostly seniors. And across the street, there's the one guy. He's Italian, so him and Maria have spoken quite a bit. He's retired out of GM and and uh, spends like six weeks or eight weeks a year at a home he owns in Italy. So Maria's desperately trying to get invited to that. <laughs> so she's made fast friends with him. There's the other couple they live across from us. They're older. They have everybody over for a Christmas drinks. And yet I'll see like younger, you know, maybe uh, below 45 driving through. I'll sometimes throw up my hand and wave as they drive by. They don't even acknowledge, you right. know. So... Yeah, I, I, I think it's an age thing. But here's something you could do. You could try anyhow. Somebody else hated a neighbor so much they decided to do this. There is satellite images on Google Maps of a plot of land where someone mowed into their grass the word bitch with an arrow pointed <laughs> to the house next to them. You've got a, enough grass. I think you could spell out that five-letter word. Uh, it seems like a lot of effort. <laughs> Look who joins us for a chat about grilling. Ted Reader for Holinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Hello, boys. Good morning, Ted. today. Well, I'll tell you something, Teddy. I need your help, my friend. I, I desperately need your help because we talk steak a lot, right? Uh-huh. But there's all sorts of different steak and different ways of cooking them. I have a couple of big, pretty-looking uh, T-bones in the fridge. My concern is, though, they're big, but they're thin, you know, so I want to get them to a nice uh, medium rare, but I also wouldn't mind um, spicing them up a bit. Maybe giving the presentation a little more show, giving them a little more flavor. Uh, Ted, how long should I be cooking T-bones for, and how can I uh, fancy them up so that it be tasty? Yeah, the it be tasty part of a T-bone. Well, yeah. <clears throat> the greatest thing about a T-bone steak is that it's like two steaks in one. Right. On the one side, you got the New York strip line. On the other side, you got the fillet. So you got really, really tender, and you've got a little bit something a little bit firmer, and then you've got all that bone down the middle. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you've got that bone down the middle that's going to give all the flavor to uh, to the meat. And so, nice and simple. I like to take those steaks, get your charcoal first, nice and hot. Okay, and we're talking white hot. The coal's got to be white hot if you're doing it on charcoal if not if you're doing it on a gas grill get it up like 550 degrees wow okay, really this, hot okay really hot because your your, your steaks are thin right you're, they're like about an inch thick yep yeah probably maybe less and as a t-bone they probably weigh in around between 16 and 20 ounces in there and you don't want to overcook them right, and course. they're gonna cook real real fast so brush your steaks with a little bit of olive oil Throw on some steak spice or salt, pepper, and garlic, whatever you like. I like to take some fresh herbs right now, some fresh dill or some chives or some tarragon, anything that you got growing in the garden. Chop it up, add it in with the, the olive oil and the steak spice, and pour on a little bit of beer. Can I go with just if I don't have, because honestly I don't have a herb garden, can I just go with my dry uh, oregano, basil, uh, dill, whatever I've got? Yeah, you, you can, but really you should... 
I can't believe you don't have herbs in your garden. <laughs> what the I, hell is wrong with I'm, you? And I'm married to an Italian. Right. I, I, we do have basil. We've got some basil. So uh, go get some basil, okay? Okay, I'll use, okay Ted, don't get angry. I'll yeah, use the basil. I, I can't <laughs> believe this is where things have gone with you. Right down to the bottom of the I, barrel, no I, fresh herbs. Fresh herbs are like the key to making everything pop. The rabbits eat them all. That's right. the problem. Okay, so you season up your steaks. Yeah. You get your grill nice and hot, and you're going to go hot and fast. This isn't going to take much more than about two to three minutes aside at most oh, okay. if you're looking for rare to medium rare. And you're just, you know, you sear them quick and put them to the side for just a couple of minutes, three to five minutes, just to rest and come up to temperature, and they should be perfectly cooked. It's that it's it's hot and fast. It'll take longer to fire up your charcoal, Craig, mm -hmm. than it will to cook the steak. Right. So, Ted, for the olive oil, is that really what is that just for stick, or is that because you know a lot of people when they put their steaks on, uh, maybe not hot enough, you find it instead of getting the, the nice grill marks, it, the steak edge can be basically just goes like almost like a gray. Uh, when yeah. it comes off, it doesn't look appealing. Is that what the olive oil is for? The olive oil will help to caramelize and, and produces fat and helps keep the steak from sticking to the grill mm. and, and and just promotes that, um, that color, right. the caramelization of the meat. And that's all. And you don't need a lot of it. If you put too much oil on your steak, you're going to end up with a, a, a bit of a grease fire. And you'll get this sooty flavor to your steak. So it's just really light. Like take a, a teaspoon and then just brush it in with a little pastry brush. And that's all you need to do. You don't need much, just a little bit. What about butter, Ted? Because I know a lot of people put like compound butters with their steaks too. When, you're, when your steaks are finished, it's always nice just to put a little bit of butter on top of them and let it melt all over the top of the steak. Oh, that's a your cardiologist won't like it, but you know what? It'll make your steak sing. <laughs> I bet. The I cardiologist bet. left the conversation when we started with steak. <laughs> yes, that's true, too. All right. Now, yeah. because they are a, a T-bone, and of course with that, there's a bone in this steak, instead of throwing it to your, your dog's spot at the end of the meal, uh, what can we do with those bones? Because as you mentioned, those bones uh, add great flavor to the steak. Would we, would we make well, a stock out of them or something? No, not really. Okay. Like when, when you when you get right down to the end of it, once you've cooked that steak, you just need to pick up that bone with your hands, and you need to chew all the meat off from around the bone. All right. And then you can toss it to your dog if you want, or or toss it out. Really, once it's been cooked, it doesn't add anything to your stock. Okay. You want to use, uh, and, and other people have eaten around it, so that's kind of gross. So don't do that. <laughs> okay, very good. So just just to highlight here, um, yeah. eat your bone and then throw it in the trash. <laughs> I saw a movie with that title. Once. Right. Um, yeah, so we kind of perverted. We just want to uh, just to highlight. We want the grill really hot. Steaks a couple of minutes aside. So we're thinking probably two or three beers while the grill is heating up. If it's charcoal, uh, two or three minutes aside. Some uh, some herbs, some salt and pepper, olive oil. Beautiful. Off to the side, a little butter at the end, and you've got yourself a beautiful T-bone. You got it, baby. Nice beautiful. and easy. All right. T Ted, can you just come over to my house and do it for me? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a flat no. All right, Teddy, if people want to talk T-bone or any type of steak or any type of grilling, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me in social media, at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. Which would remind me, tomorrow, right? Joint uh, is open once again. What's the special? You got her. What's the sandwich up at El Dorado? I haven't come up with oh, it yet, okay. but I think I, my, my tend is going to be slow-smoked prime rib, oh. and we're going to do beef on weck, kind of like a buffalonian sandwich. Okay. 
What is so what is Kaiser what? with uh, toasted caraway seeds and coarse salt on it, and then thinly shaved smoked prime rib. We're probably going to put some hot uh, smoked cheddar on that thing, a little bit of horseradish mayo, and you're going to have an au jus on the side to dunk it in. Beautiful. What does weck mean? What is that? Well, if you go down to Buffalo, they, the the weck is the seasoning on the Kaiser, okay. and it's really it's it's a it's caraway and salt. Oh, okay, all right, and that's all. And it, it's a it's a Buffalo thing. You oh. go down and you go into the bake shops, you'll find Kaiser rolls with caraway and salt, and they call them weck rolls. Kummelweck or kummelweck rolls. Kummelweck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very good. All right, Teddy, we will see you at the joint Eldorado Golf Course, open Thursday through Sunday. Have a great day, pal. All right, boys, have a super one. Keep it tasty, people. Have a great one. Cheers. Let's do some math in your head here. Okay. Think about this. How many people do you think in your life that you completely and utterly 100% trust? Do that math. Well, that shouldn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> I can count to two. Completely trust. Trust yeah. to do what? Well, just uh, like trust pick them. up my kids. Trust to trust. Yeah, trust your children uh, with them. Trust okay. uh, someone that you would trust uh, with your finances, with your most um, uh, heartfelt thoughts and secrets. Oh um, man, that number's going down in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So I completely open up. I mean, obviously, I'm at the top of your list, right? You know. Let's go with that. <laughs> so I, I, I've done the math, and, and uh, I think I'm around maybe four. Four people. All right. Uh, four in your house. Yeah, well, the two of them I don't. <laughs> I fear two of them. <laughs> sleep with one eye open. Um, is it bad if the dog is at the top of your list? <laughs> I can tell him anything. Yeah, Coop would never let you down. <laughs> oh, man's best friend. <laughs> you got that right. You got that right. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think I got four. Huh. One if he's sober. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not really trusting. <laughs> Are you talking about yourself? I don't know. My, my dad. If okay. I can, I can keep him off the rum for a minute. And, you know, no, so I, I trust my dad in that. Uh, uh, you know, I, I will, I will never. Like I'll trust him to tell stories. Right. I would, I would trust him to share, uh, you know, stuff about my life that I wouldn't. I just never go to him for advice because gotcha. I've seen how he's lived his life and right. his one mistake after another. So, uh, but yeah, okay. What do you got? What do you figure? Uh, I would say I've got a handful. Yeah, right. I, I don't know if I get into two hands, but it's very difficult too. It's interesting because it comes up. Uh, when you have kids and you have young kids, mm. because you have to start thinking about wills and mm -hmm. who you would trust. It should, you know, something sure. unfortunately happen, who you would trust to not only take care of your kids, but also, you know, everything that you've left with it too, right? I guess this in some way, yeah, for you, this made being an only child an easier thing because I, we saw it in my family in that. Uh, when we started doing this process, I had a sister. Right. Maria had a sister and a brother. All of a sudden, well, why is it why is it your brother that's better than my sister? Oh, you gotcha. Know, that, that, yeah. that argument can begin. Right. If you're not, because I, I we never thought of leaving them in the care of their grandparents because we assumed, well, what if they're not here? Right. You know, and they're they're old. You know, well, why? What do they want to take uh -huh. on young kids? But it also makes it difficult. And then, okay, I don't have a blood relative. Mm. Right, <laughs> the, the, around my age, that I could just mm -hmm. uh, you know put on that list. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. So, do, so what did you end up going with Adrian's side? Well, you didn't get the memo. 
<laughs> you got a pool. <laughs> oh, if those boys ever came to live with me, they every day they'd realize how good they had it. <laughs> you mean you don't have a cottage? <laughs> what do we do we, now? We, we don't, you don't go on cruise ships every year? How do you live? Right. It's not steak every night of the week? Well, I have a feeling <laughs> when they come with that nest egg, you would be going on cruise ships. It's just they wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I'd blow through that. Oh, I'd be your parents' worst nightmare. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so you say you got about a handful. Uh-huh. If you were missing a thumb and a pinky finger. Right. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.